Welcome to Fanclub Upfront. I am your host, Mr. Franklin. A very special welcome to all of you who are joining me here on this podcast. I hope you enjoy your stay here and that you find something of meaning and value in my message. This week's topic: the key to a healthy longevity. Now, um, this is the very first episode of the new season. It is we're now currently in our fourth season, so welcome to season four. And this is our first episode. And um, we're going to aim for 40 episodes this season, the entire year until December. But there'll be some changes. Last year, we experimented with doing a live college show, and I did a couple of them. And I've had some success, so let's take a hat off for a successful third season with a college show experiment. And going forward, majority of, I would even say all of our shows will be college shows, will be live at least. At the very least, they'll be live. At the very least, majority of them will be live. But we're going to aim f- to make all of our college shows live. And I'm hosting from Podbean. And um, I don't anticipate that there'll be any technical issues like the ones I've had the last time. I've already went and corrected that. So I hope for a good season this year. And uh, many, many adventures and thoughts, experiments. And I hope so for some very interesting and informative callers to call the show. And so with that said, let's get the season started. This week's topic, the key to a healthy longevity. But first, here are several items of news. Brazilian soccer legend Pele has died. Pele, who was 82 years old at the time of his death, died on Thursday, December 29, 2022, in hospice care in a hospital in Sao Paulo, Brazil, after suffering from colon cancer for more than one year. Pele rose to fame during the 1950s no that can't be right 1960s right the late 50s early 60s he was born 1940 and he became a national legend in the game of football as they call it in brazil and ultimately retired in 1970 at the age of 30 and continued to be a pivotal part of the brazilian sports scene often making cameo appearances in commercials and at certain sporting events Pele recently celebrated his 80th birthday, 80th milestone, in 2020, two years ago. But by the following year, he was secretly battling colon cancer. And sure enough, in 2022, at the age of 82, Pele succumbed to complications from colon cancer. In other news now, on the very next day, December 30th, 2022, legendary veteran American journalist and broadcaster Barbara Walters also died. At the age of 93, Barbara Walters has been anchor on ABC and hosted Dateline during the 1990s, but also started out on the Today Show in the 60s. The very next day, on the 31st, the ultimate day of the year, Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI died at the Vatican. Benedict retired in 2013, citing advanced age, but really and truly, perhaps retired as it relates to him being complicit in several sex abuse scandals in the church. As, a, as an emeritus pope, Benedict XVI spent his final years living in his apartment quarters at the Vatican while Pope Francis, the incumbent pope, led the Catholic Church. And 10 years later, after he retired at the age of, and he was in fact the first pope to retire in over 600 years, 
And 10 years after he retired at the age of 95, Benedict XVI passed away and left the mortal realm. Now my comments, they say that celebrities die in threes. And this one, this particular case was no exception. One day after the other, back to back to back, he had Pele, Papa Walters, and finally, Pope Benedict. Now, the end of last year, while my show was still on hiatus, I noticed that by the, at the end of last year, with those three deaths and many other things that came to an end last year, even in my own personal life, I realized the universe is bringing an end to many things to make room for better things to come in the future. The universe that was the end of last year was a period of endings. There are several other high profile deaths that took place earlier up in the year, including the death of Queen Elizabeth. And then as we got towards the end now, we had Pele, Baba Walters and the Pope, the Queen, the Pope and all the people are dying. I call it the autumn of death, the fall of death, the kiss of death, whatever you want to call it. But <clears throat> the universe has been sending us symbolic messages of a reset, a changing of the guard, if you will. You see, people are afraid of death. They're afraid of dying. But death is only fearful because it's been mystified and shrouded in secrecy and hush-hush and mystery. In reality, death is a part of life. We almost go someday. In the words of... Um, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 5 For the living know that they'll die, but the dead knows nothing. They will never partake in anything under the sun. And all their happiness, their tears, their joy, their sorrow, their envy will die with them. So then eat now and be merry now, because now is the time to do so while we have life. You know? Now is the time to do so because death is inevitable. And there has to be death because modern human civilization as we know it have existed for thousands of years, I'd say. And in fact, maybe about 10,000 years. And who knows what was here before that. So picture this. If everyone who was ever born was still alive right now, we would have overpopulation. We'd have pollution. And then not only that, but what about those who haven't been born yet? They'll, they'll still be born and come here and get to meet their great-great-great ancestor. Some 30 generations removed. And we could perhaps terraform the desert and build cities and rivers through them and grow tropical crops in, in them. But eventually, we'll run out of space there too. Especially when the future babies are born. They're going to want their own space. I mean, you know, the world is bigger than we think, but it's not that big, I don't think. So you see, there has to be, there has to be a changing of the God ceremony to renew and refresh the earth. Old people pass away. Sometimes young people pass away too. And new babies are born. And the elderly pass away to reset the frequency the energetic frequency of this plane of existence to make room for new babies to come and to be born and to grow up into adults and to fulfill their purpose and it's not just people who pass away to refresh the earth and the energetic vibrations on this plane but also as well events take place things die friendships die marriages die jobs die to reset and refresh and move some old burdens some things out your way to make room for a new energy a new life 
you know, new life to take place here on earth. And people are afraid of change. I find that people are very afraid of change. But yet they complain about the status quo of the old world. Things are so hard with being oppressed. We don't have proper infrastructure or buses or freeways or trains or um, any of these things to make a sustainable, to make a modern life more sustainable. But then they don't want to adapt to change either. But how do we get these things if we don't change? Sometimes the end result of what you fear may not be as harsh as you think. It takes a little bit of readjustment and to slowly break somebody into what they fear. But if they would face their fear of change, they would realize that as uncomfortable as it may be at first, in the long run, the change will benefit them in the long run. And all the things they fear, they'll be glad that it wasn't their choice or that they overcame the fear and accepted the reset anyways. And on that note, we'll take a break right here and when we come back, we'll be getting into the main topic. And we'll also be taking your calls here on this program and I hope you'll join me then. Keep it locked and frank on up front. Hi, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're having a great time so far. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by making a monthly pledge in the amount of your choosing to keep the show going. Link is in the show notes. Pleasant listening. Welcome back to Frank and Upfront. This week's topic, the key to a healthy longevity. Now, we're in the season of New Year. And um, for those who celebrate, Happy New Year. Not everybody believes that New Year should take place in the dead of winter, and I, I happen to be one of them. Um, there are two kinds of New Year, and in fact, more than two, because the Chinese believe that New Year is in February or whatever it is. But there are people like me who are spiritually inclined, who are naturalists, and in accordance with nature, we believe that New Year should coincide with the spring equinox, which is ideally around March 21st, 22nd or so. But to avoid confusion, the common date that's chosen will be March 20th. If you don't know what that is, the spring equinox is the first day of spring, and it's one of two equinoxes where we get 12 equal hours of daytime and nighttime. The second one is the fall equinox on September 22nd or 21st. But I guess the people in the southern hemisphere, like Sri Lanka, like Australia, wherever it is. For them, our fall equinox is their spring equinox. So I guess for them, if they are naturalists and they are observing New Year in accordance with the, the seasons, the changing seasons, then I guess that their New Year would be on September 22nd. And our New Year in the north will be on March 22nd, or I, I choose the 20th. A common date that everybody can agree on who believe that the equinox should mark the new year. Because it doesn't make sense to us for the new year to begin in the dead of winter when it's snowy and it's cold and it's, it's sleet and everything is shut down. That doesn't make sense to us. That's a pagan ritual, a pagan reset that takes place in the dead of winter. 
nonetheless we all live in the the main world their world we have jobs in the main world we have businesses in the main world and all of our phones and computers are set to reset on january 1st every year at the stroke of midnight on new year's eve so for that reason though we may not necessarily celebrate new year on january 1st we nonetheless recognize january 1st as the international business new year it's not the universal natural new year oh hell no it is the international business new year and we recognize it as only that kind of new year and nothing more so there are many among us and in fact the majority of people among us because our numbers is our numbers are small we are the minority but there are many people and in fact i would even once again say an overwhelming majority of people among us who believe that new year takes place on january 1st and they have these silly traditions and these things called new year's resolutions where they wanted to lose weight in november but they wait until january to do so <laughs> they wait until january to hit the gym they want to lose weight hit the gym eat healthier eat more salad drink more water meanwhile there's a big ass cake in the fridge still and big ass turkey in the fridge even still make it make sense to me <laughs> right they're left over some christmas they still have some left in the fridge and they want to how come they don't throw out the leftovers how come they're still eating it <laughs> but nonetheless my point is and even the very premise of this show is to think outside the box reject everything they tell you and think outside the box why wait until the actual reset on january 1st and it's only a computer reset it's not a universal reset i would have told you the universal reset is march 22nd in the north and september 22nd in the south it's only a computer reset for the international business and the stock stock market and all those things why wait until january 1st to create your new year's resolution to lose weight and in fact to be perfectly honest even so why wait until march 22nd to make a new year's resolution and lose weight and hit the gym and do whatever if you if something hurts bad enough and you want to change you're not gonna if it hurts bad enough you're not gonna wait until um january 1st or march 22nd or whatever it is you're gonna do you're gonna fix whatever hurts immediately thing of it is however it just doesn't hurt badly enough for you to want to make a change so you make excuses you procrastinate and you delay until january 1st and then you do what you said you wanted to do for like two three weeks until the end of january and then you're back into your old ways again when you realize it's really hard to break out of certain modes and certain repeated cycles you have a relapse don't you and then by the time it's the end of that year again you want to get back on the horse again but the horse is already past the gate past the fence by now <laughs> and so you do the same thing again next new year's and you quit on yourself and have a relapse again 
at the end of January, yeah, nothing changes. And it's just a repeat the cycle that's literally draining your strength, sucking the life force out of you. You wonder why you feel so drained. It's the boredom and you being jaded from all the repeated cycles. We shouldn't be going around and round and round. We should be going straight and away, away from that loop that's keeping you locked in a cycle. A toxic cycle like that. You shouldn't wait till January if you want something to change. And if you can wait till January or March or September or whenever it is, it doesn't hurt badly enough. As soon as you recognize that there's a problem, you should do something about it immediately. Why didn't you do your New Year's resolution in November, October, September, June, March, April, early up in the year? Why wait until the end of the year for everything to come crashing down, to burden you with these deadlines? Doesn't it feel like the end of the year is a deadline? And they say for good luck, you want to start the new year clean, you got to mop your floors and do laundry and pack up your freezer with meat and <laughs> your fridge full of beverages and ice cream and everything. And yes, it's true, do that, absolutely. I, I, I did it. I don't believe in the digital new year, the reset of the computer, I don't believe in that. But on December 31st, I did all those things and I paid off all my bills. So I did it and you do it too. And I'll be doing it again on March 20th, which is my true new year, the universal new year. But then if your floor needs to be mopped and your fridge needs to be filled before the 31st, why wait until the actual 31st? Why didn't you do it December 15th or November or whenever it was? If something spilled on the floor, you're not going to wait until January 1st, December 31st, I'm out the floor. You're going to mop it as soon as there, as soon as um, you spilled something before it stays in the carpet, especially if it's red like grape juice. So all these things are repeated cycles and rituals. And yes, you want to have a renewed sense for the reset. Absolutely. Absolutely. But do it on New Year's Eve, whether it's the system New Year's Eve or the universal New Year's Eve. But then also do it as well. Two days before New Year's Eve, if it's starting to look that bad, don't wait till New Year's Eve, do it two days before, ten, seven days before, five days before. And that metaphor could even be transferred over to New Year's resolutions in things like health and money and weight and fitness and hitting the gym and business and love, love and business and money and all those things. Yes, all of that. I hear people saying, and they've been saying it since way back in the day, they would say like, for example, in 2011, I'm gonna find love. I'm like, find it now, dude. It's, it's November, find it now. Don't wait till January, find it now. I'm gonna make money this year. I'm gonna start my own business and buy my house and buy my car, do it now. <laughs> do it now. Start the process now and let the universe decide and some of these things are not even light switches some of these things are processes and they take time so start the process now and the universe will have the completion of the seeds that were sown take place on New Year's Eve or so be it if not then it will take place slightly sooner or slightly later and it doesn't matter because you're not going to be a slave to when they tell you you should do things you're going to do them when you have to do them but uh, enough about that people often make res resolutions and right around the time of year they want to be healthy 
They want to have all the successes that they didn't have last year. They want to start the process and get the ball rolling. And whenever the seeds are reaped, then they will be reaped whenever throughout the year. But um, quite often, this is the time when they want money and savings and to hit the to start their own business and buy a house and a car and hit the gym and it's, it's, it's just this childish need for everything to be perfect and they want to do everything within their power to fix everything to work the way they want to do on that particular day only it's not even your birthday at least aim to make everything work perfectly on your birthday that's understandable but it's not even your birthday though it's just the beginning of the new year and not even the real new year but sometimes they become so toxic in their pursuit that they end up burning other people. And all they have to do is pace things out throughout the year. Everything can't coincide on the first of the month or the first of the year. Space things out throughout the year so that different things have different anniversaries at different times of the year. Imagine if all your friends and family had the same birthday. Then nobody's birthday would be special. There are different times of the year when different anniversary moments are set for different events. This is even practiced in society where the school year begins in September. The fiscal year, at least, at least in Jamaica, the fiscal year begins April 1st and ends March 31st. And then the international business reset starts January 1st. And of course, like I told you, the universal natural new year is March 22nd, but they would never tell you that one. Never. So, if they understand that everything can be bunched up at the same time, it will overwhelm you. And many people become toxic in pursuit of a childish desire for things to be perfect at that time of year. And they end up burning other people. And if they understand that everything cannot be bunched up, then we can too. So, my point is... Don't wait until the 31st of the year, the 1st of the year, January 1st or December 31st, to start your New Year's resolution. Do it, do it today. I didn't make one this year. I stopped making one since I stopped believing in the system, holidays, and learning question things for myself. In fact, I made a New Year's resolution. The first year, which was in 2020, I made, the, I made a New Year resolution. From in November of 2020, I didn't wait until January 2021. And this year, I didn't particularly make one. But I know that by the end of the year, I want my podcast to gain more listenership, more support, so my voice can reach more people. And today is the 12th of January, and I'm not going to wait a whole year until December 31st. I'm going to make that resolution right now. But anyhow, um, it's a time when people want to be healthier. People want to feel refreshed in the mind, in the heart even. They want to be healthier. They want to hit the gym and eat more greens and drink more water and lose weight and that's wonderful. Do that. Do exactly that. But the main premise of this episode is how, what are some of the keys that one should practice to ensure a healthy longevity? We'll take a break right here, and when we come back, we'll be taking your calls here on this program. And I hope you'll join me then. Keep it locked on Frank and Upfront. Frank and Upfront is back for its fourth season, but this time, it's being presented with a twist. 
Effective January 16, 2023, Frank and Upfront will be hosting a two-hour live call-in show where callers are allowed to air their growls on current affairs and social issues. Frank and Upfront Live will be aired every Monday starting at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Each week's feature will be hosted simultaneously on both Podbean and YouTube Live, then released as a podcast episode later that week on Sunday, courtesy of Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. So that's Frank and Upfront Live, an audio file for audio files, Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, available on Podbean and YouTube. Pleasant listening. Welcome back to Frank and Upfront. This week's topic, the key to a healthy longevity. I know we'll be taking your calls here on the program and the rules for calling the show. Be respectful. Try sticking to the topic to the best of your abilities. Do not ramble on about different irrelevant talking points that's not related to the topic. There are other callers who need to call the show. Please be considerate. Be respectful. And any violation of those rules, I I, I will kick you off the program. I will cut you off. Alright? And I'll give somebody a chance to to speak on the program who will be more respectful. No personal attacks. Stick to the the main points. And... um, if you're accusing somebody, present evidence. Don't just run off at the mouth of uh, with allegations when, in fact, you haven't presented evidence. If you know what you're saying, present evidence. All right? Don't call into the show. Okay? And while we wait for callers to call the show, I'm going to go ahead and go more in-depth on the topic for this show, the key to a healthy longevity. And I want to ask a question. Would you rather have um, a better quality of life or a longer quantity of life? Most people I know would rather live to a ripe old age. They'd rather live up into their 80s, their high 80s, 90s, 100s. They'd rather live a very, very long life. But they forget about the quality of life. What if you live long but... You're sick, bedridden, have bed sores all over your skin, have cancer and diabetes and all these things to strip you of the quality of life. What if you go blinded one eye? And I'm not wishing these things on anybody. But if you focus only on the quantity of years added, added to your life and you forget all about the quality of life, then you may be unknowingly and unwittingly manifesting disease in your old age. Disease, or perhaps I should say dis-ease. The lack of easement is a dis-ease. That's how you get the word disease. So what are some of the keys to a healthy longevity? And I'm not saying you shouldn't live long. Live long, absolutely. But the person who died young, who would have gotten sick in old age but they never got that chance because they didn't make it that far is 
wealthier than and far more fortunate than the person who lived to a ripe old age but they're in sickness. They're far more fortunate because they don't have to live through the pain of being helpless. You know what they say once a man tries to child. They don't have to live through the pain of being helpless. But the person who grew old do or he does. So then I'm not saying you shouldn't strive to live to a ripe old age. But rather I am saying that if you should live to a ripe old age, when you get there, you also want to be healthy. You want to be mobile. You want to be self-reliant. You want to be able to drive your own car. Or if you don't have a car, take a taxi to go to the market or the mall to buy up your things for the house. And maintain a good quality of life, you still want to be able to take up the trash from out the floor. And go shopping and do your own shopping and take your own shower. Let me tell you something, you know. I admire old people who are self-reliant and they seem, they seem to be happy. And they're happier than the miserable sick old people. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> the miserable sick old people, they have this mindset. I lost my youth, I lost my glory days, and it's your fault. It's my fault? I wasn't even born back then. How is it my fault? <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> you know, so they have a different mindset. They want to blame the world for why they're sick. And the happy old people want to use their life as an example to encourage young people to age as gracefully as they have aged. And many of them will want to shake your hand and smile with you and tell you about Jesus. Now, I may not necessarily believe in Jesus, but out of respect for them being elderly, I'm going to listen to... I could at least listen for the principle of the message and take the context out of it and neglect what I don't believe in. Old people are valuable, you know. Many of them live through calamities after calamity after calamity, both personal and global. They live through world wars, they live through pandemics, they live through depressions and recessions and tra personal tragedy and murder and many of them many of them lost a child. Their son died or was killed or something. Or their daughter. So they've been through it. And if anyone knows how to survive a calamity, it's somebody who survived. Somebody who's Survival is evident by the fact that they're still here in their old age. So I respect old people and I will listen to an old person. Whether or not I believe in Jesus Christ is, is not neither here nor there right now. If, if they're going to talk about Jesus Christ, well, shoot, I guess I'll listen. Now, that doesn't mean they get to hog my time, you know, because us young people are busy. We have things to do. But I, I will give them at least a little 20 minutes of my time. Yeah, why not? If I have the time, why not? But then I'll skip off again and I will reflect on what they told me throughout the whole day. Now you could always tell them I don't believe in Christianity or church or Jesus or anything like that. But you don't gotta be rude about it. Just say the fact without being rude and nasty about it. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Why are you being rude to an old person for no reason when they're very valuable and they can tell you how they survive a great calamity? You don't know what's coming up in the future. You think everything is alright now? Hmm? 
You think that because we have more creature comforts than we had back in the 30s and 40s and 50s and all those time period? You think that we're better now and everything is solved now? All the problems, all of man-made problems are solved and nothing bad will ever happen again. And we have our TikTok, we have our Instagram, we have... <laughs> we can order food on Uber Eats and we can call an Uber to come get us. And we don't got to worry about nothing. Are you kidding me? But the events of the, of the last three years have proven us wrong in that regard, hasn't it? That our little creature comforts can't save us from calamity. We still have them regardless. So, calamities there will be, there's no doubt about that. But if you don't have any knowledge of how to survive a calamity and someone who lived through one is still alive in their old age, wouldn't you respect them? So I value old people and I have to because I'm a journalist and you know I even as a even as a journalist I still don't know everything. The old people are there to impart as much oral history as they possibly can before they pass away. Some of us don't like to read and that's why we have our grandparents and our uncles and them. It's because of them that we're knowledgeable, because they part they they impart the oral history upon us before they pass away. And even with my reading and my research as a journalist, I still won't pick up on everything. So then, whatever I miss out on that's not recorded in the books or the podcasts or whatever it is, well, here is an old person with their personal life experience to fill in the gaps. And... The best thing uh, uh, the best thing a retired elderly person can do is to start a podcast and talk about their life story. Because they have a lot of memories and experiences to impart on the young people. That's the best thing they can do. The very best thing they can do. Whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, it's up to you whether you want to be on camera or not. Because I don't want to be on camera. And I actually have a face for television, but I like my privacy. So I, I don't like being on camera, but I don't mind also being... On audio to use my voice to speak of what I know and what I believe so listen to old people if, if, if they're toxic that's not what I'm talking about you don't have to respect the toxic ones because you could choose to go elderly or you could choose to go old and the ones who choose to go old they're toxic they have no value and you don't have to respect them I am talking about the ones who chose to go elderly and empower wisdom. That's, there's a difference. And you respect those ones, but not the old ones. <laughs> respect the elderly, but not the old. <laughs> In that context, absolutely. Exactly like what I said. Respect the elderly, but not the old. They are not deserving your respect. But um, my point is, however, listen to them, especially as far as... Bush medicine and bush remedies are concerned. Because when we have a migraine, we believe in the pharmaceuticals and the big pharma and the GlaxoSmithKline and the Tylenol PM and the um, Excedrin Extra Strength and all those plastic pills and it's just foolishness. And don't get me wrong, some of the aspirins work. But in the long run, taking it excessively in the long run is not good for you. Even though it's effective in the short term. Meanwhile, your grandmother and them, especially if they come from the islands or whatnot, they know all the 
different bush remedies and what it means and how to make it so you listen to them now you hear and if you don't have any valuable wise elderly people around you then find a community elder or a kind of a fatherly figure if you will a public figure a president a prime minister a talk show host or a teacher at school or whoever it is that's why these role models exist in society to be a father to the fatherless and being here on this program i try to be more or less the same way same as i was safe myself because when i had no good male role models around me going up it was a a podcaster on jamaican commercial radio who saved me and was my role model and this program wouldn't exist without his influence so the least i can do is return the favor and i too can be help can can be of help as i was once helped and be a father for the fathers especially as i kind of age into my role as the host of this program and that's what i want for the future of this program going forward okay we are at the one hour mark of this program listen part beam we are halfway through the program and um we'll take a break right here when we come back i hope to take your calls and um do join me then keep it locked on fan cut up front if you wish to advertise on fan cut up front please email us at fancanupfrontpodcast@gmail.com and tell me more about your product or service as well as your desired market share so we can discuss the option that best suits you hope to hear from you soon walk good welcome back to fancan upfront this week's topic the key to a healthy longevity but before we continue here is an item of breaking news Lisa Marie Presley the daughter of Elvis Presley is dead Lisa Marie died on the evening of Thursday January 12 2023 after suffering from cardiac arrest for which she was hospitalized Lisa Marie Presley is the only or was rather the only daughter of the king of rock and roll Elvis Presley along with his then wife Priscilla Presley Lisa Marie gained fame and notoriety on her own accord during her 1994 marriage to king of pop Michael Jackson Lisa Marie Presley has suffered personal tragedy in her life 2 years ago when she lost her son Benjamin Keo to suicide in 2020 a pain so deep a mother losing her child for which she never recovered and literally took it to heart and we strongly suspect that her son's suicide 
led to heartbreak, little about heartbreak on her own untimely death. It's very ironic because during the taping of this episode, I saw the news item that Lisa Marie was rushed to hospital and I was hoping she would pull through. I thought she was really young still and I was hoping she would pull through the Pope, the, the, the Emeritus Pope rather, and the death of the um, of Barbara Waters. And I, we were talking about the changing of the guard. And I said that you shouldn't be afraid to talk to old people. They have more experience than you. They've been around longer than you and many of them. And after the end of the taping of the episode, I checked my phone again. And Lisa Marie was already gone. Come to find out that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because now Priscilla Presley, who's an elder herself, turning 78 this year, Come to find out she's now, she has lost her only, no, not her only child, I'm sorry. Funny enough, she had a, another son, biological son, born in 1987 to her other, her, um, when she remarried. That was the son, Lisa Marie's half-brother is the son from her other marriage. Lisa Marie was Elvis's only child, but the same is not true for Priscilla. Be that as it may, it's still very touching. It's, it still hits differently when you lose a child. Come to find out, she's now said one as famous as Priscilla Presley was made a self-fulfilling prophecy. Possibly at the very moment, Lisa Marie Presley wasn't that old. She was 54 years old, born on February 1st, 1968. She was about two weeks away from her 55th birthday. But when you're in pain and you're depressed, none of that matters. She personally blamed herself for her son's suicide. Apparently her son Benjamin Keogh, who was 27 years old in 2020 when he took his own life, battled depression and according to some news reports, Keogh struggled to hold up his grandfather and his mother's head of family. Having lost her child, Lisa Marie Presley, who has no very young age of 54, Lisa Marie Presley dies from a broken heart at the loss of her son. The good news is that Lisa Marie Presley is now reunited with her son in the afterlife as well as her late father Elvis Presley. Assuming they're all in the same place because we don't know what takes place in the afterlife or who goes where. But we can hope that they are reunited and that they're in the same place and that they're surrounded by loved ones and warmth and love. And um, perhaps those words will be quite comforting for fans of Elvis or Priscilla or um, Lisa Marie or Benjamin or anybody else in their family. If you're fans of any of them or all of them, I hope you find comfort in knowing or in believing that they are reunited in the afterlife and that they're surrounded by love and peace, departed from this world of pain. No more pain. Find comfort and solace in thinking or believing that they're no longer in pain and hope that we are right. So once again, breaking news on the Frank and Upfront podcast, Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis Presley, dead at 54. When we come back, we'll be continuing with our live call-in show, The Key to a Healthy Longevity. Do join me then. Keep it locked on Frank and Upfront.
Welcome back to Franklin Upfront. This week's topic, the key to a healthy longevity. And now to continue with the main topic of this show, and in what I was saying, as it relates to the elderly and growing older. Now I did say that there are two different kinds of ways in which people age. You have the valuable wise elder and you have the derelict old geezer. Don't be the derelict old geezer. Be the wise, valuable, elderly person. But how? How will you be the wise elder if you don't take care of yourself? If you don't take care of yourself, how do you become this wise, elderly person? If you don't take care of yourself, if, you, if you're old and sick, how do you survive long enough to impart wisdom on the young people? And if you're alive, how do you have the quality of life to enjoy being of a stable mindset and to be willing to teach what you know and lecture people of what you know, what you believe? So what, in fact, are the keys to a healthy longevity? Because you can have longevity, absolutely, but perhaps not a healthy one unless you change several things and yes definitely eat change the way you eat eat healthier to the best of your abilities move more often and by the way eating healthy doesn't mean going on a 10-day water fast or just simply eating salad or lettuce like a hamster no you could eat fun foods too you know yeah man but it's a matter of how you eat so you want to cut back on your grease you do more roasting oven roasting and you could eat choose the kind of potato you want to eat or the kind of grain or starch and then eat more fruits and more salad and drink more water and moving doesn't mean going to the gym and doing some rigorous activities but simply walking in the neighborhood is simply enough just to keep healthy now if you're not exercising rigorously in the gym, then you're not guaranteed the body that you may desire. But a huge part of being healthy as well is being healthy in the mind. And a part of that is to be satisfied with your body. As long as you're healthy and fit, love the way you look, it doesn't matter. That's a huge part of it too. And knowing that the way you feel within your body is more important than how you look externally to the world. Do you have any idea how many people look good outside on their fitness level? They're slim, trim, but they're sick inside. But they're sick inside. <laughs> they have diabetes, maybe even cancer too. They had a stroke or something. But they look, they, they, they look slim and trim, right? So by default, they look good. Compared to me, little do they know I'm healthier than them. <laughs> I'm still here, still alive in 2023. Where are they now? Hmm? I shall leave that one up to your imagination. Where are some of these people now? And even if they're still alive too, they're not in the best of mental health. Are they? They're tired. They're the way they look to how 
they treat people and their own internal sense of value and that's toxic because if you don't feel good you're going to want to make others feel the same way you're going to see to it that others feel the same way with every fiber of your being you're going to ensure that they have a miserable experience and anyone who does that can't be healthy by default that is a given they cannot be healthy even if they're healthy in the body they're not healthy in the mind and there's no good health without good mental health so if they're not healthy in the mind then they're not even healthy so i'm way healthier than them in the body and in my mind because i never do what they do but they're trying to distort reality and make me the bad guy right but yes i wouldn't do what they do and they want to normalize their behavior funny story about that so toxic individuals generational curses all these things whatever they want to call it whatever excuse they want to use to stay down in life generational curses hexes whatever it is it's either they change their toxic mindset if they can or if they can't the people around them who want a positive outlook on life should deviate from them and abandon them it is not your responsibility to coach another fully grown adult in how to behave properly and how to treat people in the world that's up to them if they if they if they don't want to change they will suffer the consequences that's it no more waiting around for them to see the letter change if they really don't want to change they won't change and i won't put up with that either so guess what's going to happen i'm going to abandon them and there's no way they will to get back in so um before we do anything else the first the first key to a healthy longevity get rid of toxic individuals as i'm sure you know there must be someone somewhere who's toxic that you happen to know about because as long as we are alive on this plane of existence we're bound to run into toxic individuals at some point i don't know who outnumbers who but they seem to be plentiful in number so we know they are there isn't that right we know that they are there so you're bound to run into one of them at one point or at some point or other but the moment you know that someone's toxic and has no good intentions for you cut them off try to heal and do some soul searching and discover any toxic practices you may have within yourself as well because you will take on their personality as a means of survival and not even realize you still have some of those tendencies after you've gone no contact from toxic people and that is for you now to find out what those things are and get them off of you i guess perhaps you can do so by means of therapy i wouldn't recommend hypnosis but therapy with someone you can trust but never hypnosis never lost someone but maybe maybe you know it depends on how bad it is and whether you could change by your own free will sometimes hypnosis can change behaviors but it has to be with somebody you trust absolutely trust not with some random shrink who does would do anything to be sure and you don't want that so to recap rule number one rule number one for be having a long healthy lifestyle rule number one get rid of anyone who is known to be toxic 
and keep any suspected toxic person that be around to you know for certain. Or just listen to your gut feelings and if your gut will tell you whether you like them or not. And having a natural bias is very, very important. As it may well save our lives because we won't. If we use our bias, our natural bias, in the proper way in which it ought to be used, then we'll always be protected and we'll never allow any toxic person in who doesn't belong there. It is meant to save our lives. Trouble is we don't use it properly or we don't use it at all. And the likelihood of us running into toxic individuals will be less likely, next to none even. Because if we're truly honest with how we feel about somebody, they can't get close to us to hurt us. Listen to your gut. And if everybody was doing the same, we could raise the vibration of this earth. But the ego always want to force contact and force people to talk, even when you know it's not going to work. We have to stop doing that. And then now, number two, self-examine. Do some soul searching and find toxic traits within yourself. And try and change if you want to. Or make it work if you can't change. Maybe it's meant for your protection as well. Maybe it's not even toxic. Maybe it's just being rigid. And you can be rigid without being toxic. And only a toxic motherfucker will actually tell you that you're wrong and toxic for being rigid. <laughs> Anyhow. And then number three now. Because there's literally no good health or good mental health. You could eat properly and eat salad and go to the gym and eat on every bread and kosher bread and this and that. If you are not mentally healed, you're not healthy. And all the good eating, good salad, this and that, don't mean nothing to you. Doesn't mean anything to you. So then, change your environment, change your location. You know, seven years ago, I moved from New York and I moved to LA where it was warmer and there's no snow. I changed my environment and I changed the people around me. And I had more peace in my life. And whatever happened next, happened later. But in that moment, I had peace in Los Angeles. At the same time, ironically enough, if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't move forward. So I had to go through what I went through to get to where I'm at right now. Okay, Trill will enter the live studio. Trill, welcome to Frank and Upfront. Welcome, welcome. But for the most part, in that moment, I had peace. I was by myself. I was sovereign. I didn't have anybody tell me anything what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And I was away from the weather I despised. Cold weather. I was in warmer quarters. It was a magical time. Which is ironic that I should say that because it wasn't perfect. It was filled with uncertainty about the future. But I don't choose to remember any of those bad things. I only choose to remember that for the first time in my whole life I had freedom. And I was really far away from toxic family. I was sovereign. I could do whatever I wanted. And that's how I choose to remember it. And not long after, I settled down. I met an amazing woman. And we had the time of our lives. And as short-lived as it was, it was beautiful. It was a magical time. And um, I will always remember that time as a calm before the storm. Very necessary calm before the storm. Very necessary. Change your environment. Relocate, get rid of toxic people. Search with them, find out if any toxic trait you have is worth keeping, if it's going to ruin your relationships. 
try to eat as best as possible to the best of your capabilities. Very, very important. Try to eat as best as possible. As much salad as you can, but you can still, you can still have steak. You can still have pork roast, as long as it's not greasy. You can still have steak and roast and chicken roast, pork roast, even fish, salmon roast. Yeah, baked salmon. You can still have roast potatoes, tasty with the garlic and the rosemary, the, you know, the redskins. Those are really good. You can still have fries every now and again. You can still have... You could still even go out and have a pizza every now and again, but not every, not too often, right? And try to cook as much as you can at home. If you don't have time every day to cook, then prepare as much as you can. Set a day aside. Prepare as much as you can. And then you keep reheating the leftovers in the oven. And that shouldn't take more than half an hour. You eat, get that out of the way, do the dishes, and then you jump on your purpose. Almost immediately. Jump on your purpose and do what you like doing. Or go to work and do what you have to do. Preferably you work the evening shift so you have time to work on your hobbies and your purpose and nourish your body in the morning before you go out to work. You don't have to do rigorous exercises but try to move as often as you can to stay healthy. If you don't exercise rigorously then the perfect body will not be guaranteed but you need to be okay with that too and that's a part of having a healthy mind too. Alright, and that is what? Step 4. Step 5. Companionship. Preferably a life partner and significant other, but it's not meant for everybody. Some people are okay being alone. It's not healthy, but it's okay being alone. Some people are perfectly okay being alone. Now you hear many of these centenarians being interviewed, and when asked the secrets of longevity, they often joke, especially the females. Females often joke by saying, I never get married. Or they will say, I never got married. Don't get married. I don't have a husband. And I'm like, okay, you're a feminist. But that's besides the point right now. The point is, if it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. You're saying that husbands and men give trouble? Shoot. That's you. Believe whatever you want, but... Um... <laughs> I don't agree with you. But I, what I will respect is that... Marriage is not meant for everybody. If it's meant for you, great. It's great if you have your significant other from your young days still in, still together in your old age. It's not meant for everybody. If you believe that having any significant other from any gender is a nuisance, well, that is your personal choice. But don't be disparaging about it, is all I'm saying. Yeah, you might discourage others and, think, and have others thinking that men are troublesome. But... I respect your will to not have a life partner, but still have other social outlets. Still be a part of the community or your church if you believe in such things, or just simply going down to the bingo hall on a Friday night at the retirement center and playing with your friends. But have some kind of social life. Don't spend your old days being bitter and isolated and angry and shut the world out. Don't do that. There are still good people in the world. It's not healthy. That's how you end up developing senile dementia. That's how you end up becoming bitter, resentful, hate young people for trying to live a meaningful life. And you don't want to age and turn into that old man or old woman. You don't want to be an old geezer. There ain't no, ain't nothing quite like an old geezer. You don't want to be an old geezer. You want to be, you want to enjoy your old age. You want to enjoy a good quality of health in your old age. 
And what a waste of a life if you live that long and you end up being bitter and end up being burdensome more than being of value and of relevant still. You still want to be relevant. You still want to be relevant and being bitter is not the way to go about doing so. You don't want to get in the way of young people living their lives and living their dreams. You don't want to get in the way that's being toxic, if you will. So then, you want to be there as a consultant to advise young people when they hit snags in life, but you don't want to get in the way and be a nuisance. You don't want to be too smothering, you don't want to be too neglectful either. You don't want to find the perfect balance between the two. And if you can understand that, then you're old at heart, even if you're young. You're still old at heart even if you are young. So if you're 30 something years old, or even 20 something, if you're 25 and you think, you don't think like that and you think, do it my way or no way. And if you don't want my help, just say so. <laughs> then you're old at heart and you have an old dusty, you have an old dusty mindset. Deep down in your heart, you have an old dusty mindset that's outdated. So you're old at heart. And if your life is this much of a waste now, then you might as well let God take it out because God forbid you live longer and become even more of a waste of space. You don't want that. So then change your mindset or get out of the way. Because if you're a miserable brooding young man, you're going to be an even miserable, twice as much miserable brooding old man too. And that's, what, that's one thing we certainly don't want. We don't want more toxicity. So if you're going to age miserable, you might as well just drop out the ways now. It's on school, but it's probably a mercy killing, so let God take it now or take yourself or something like that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know it sounds cool to tell someone to take themselves, but um, I don't know, maybe there could be an alternative. Just move out the way already. Don't be a hindrance. There, there, there might be a place for someone with that kind of mentality. But it shouldn't be around people who are going somewhere in life, you know? So change your mindset. The, the core of this entire show, change your mindset. There's no good health, there's no good mental health. And um, change your social circles and have, have your friends and be surrounded by good people. And your mind will never decay. And with a healthy mind, you can have a healthy body too. And enjoy a good quality of life even into your old age. And you won't have to worry about aging and gerontology and aging poorly. You could stay younger for longer. That's the key to a healthy longevity. Staying younger for longer. Like I said before, there's a difference between being old and being elderly. You want to be elderly but not old. Stay younger for longer and that's not only physical, it's also in your mindset as well. Maintain contemporary mindsets. Keep evolving and learning as much as you can if, if you want to be here still. Or if you want to drop out the race and wither away and just grow old and just die, then sad that you would choose that path, but you know, you chose that path. So, not only do you want to be old in your later years, you want to be, you want to live a better quality of life and you don't want to age too badly, you want to still have use for yourself. A matter of fact, I was listening to a YouTube video sometime last year, and that the person hosting the video was saying that you're not getting older. Every time your birthday comes around, you're not getting older. You're entering a new age. They have this shit ass backwards. And that's what the story of the the curious case of Benjamin Button starring Brad Pitt. That's what that story was trying to tell us. We have this shit ass backwards. We age in reverse. We're not getting older. We're entering a new age in life. We've never been 
Say for example, another couple months from now I'll be 35. I've never been 35 before. That's a new age for me. I'm not getting older. I'm entering a new age. And next year, turning 36 will be entering a new age. I've never been 36 before either. So when I turn 36 next year, I'll be entering a new age. I'm not getting older, I'm entering a new age. Some of us call down old age on ourselves by manifesting it in world curses. By saying, my birthday is coming up. Damn, I'm not feeling it this year. Man, I'm getting older. I'm turning into old man. You, 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 you. The reason why it's a reality. The reason why it's a reality is because we, you, keep, you keep speaking that over your life. When in fact, your creator never intended for you to turn to an old man. I call upon you in the days of your youth and he gave you X amount of years on earth and he expected you to still be up and about and doing his work throughout most of your life, even in your later years. So we were never meant to grow old and walk with a cane and have all these ailments. And you, you manifest that so people could look after you because once a man twice a child and you have to if 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 adulting is too much for you, then you wanna you want the easy way out, you wanna drop the ball on your responsibility so you could get the easy way out so you could grow old so someone could look after you. That's the easy way out. Have you no pride? Have you no pride? I didn't like being a minor because I couldn't do anything I wanted to do. Where I'm at now is exactly what I hope for as a minor. And now that I have it, I don't want to trade it in to be an old man and to be a child all over again. Once a man, twice a child, no. I'm going to make use of the prime of my life and make it last as long as possible. Because that's what I've always wanted, to, to be free and sovereign. And freedom comes with a cost. It comes with a cost of responsibility. Freedom comes with a cost of responsibility. So if I wanted to be free then I should have prepared myself for the responsibility that comes with being free as well. So why would I want to give that up to be an old man, to be dependent, to have to be looked after? And I still want to shout orders even though I'm not paying bills in the house, I don't have a job. I still want to shout orders regardless, are you kidding me? But that is some ass backward derelict shit right there, who does that? Yeah, funny how they want the, the respect that comes with being elderly, but they don't they want to, they don't want to be responsible, they want you looking after them. And then they still want to sort orders and meddle in your life. I shall have none of it. What a piece of rudeness. I shall have none of it. Anyway, we have about ten minutes left in the show. We have callers. We still have time to to um, take your calls here on this program. And um Go ahead and call and air your grouses here on this program. And until we get callers, we keep going on here. We have about 10 minutes left here on the show. And I, I just want to say, you speak word curses of growing old over your life because you want to be lazy and drop the ball on responsibility. And then when that shit manifests in real life, you get bitter and miserable and hate young people who still have their youth and their strength. You were scammed thinking you're going to get more respect and more getting looked after when all you got was all misery. And so you're bitter and it's the fault of someone who wasn't even born then, someone who's young, who is their turn now as it once was, as it was once yours as well. Hmm. And you're not even that old. That's a form of dereliction. We shall have no patience for it. 
None whatsoever. Young people who it's their turn now and they're going about their lives now and they're doing exactly what they or what you should have been doing. They're doing it now. And rightfully so, they are doing it now. Yes, absolutely. And you want to hate them for that. When in reality, each passing birthday doesn't make you older. You're entering a new age. And you've never been that age before, so you should get excited about getting older. Same like when you were a kid and you were turning 8 or 10 and you were a big kid now. And you were turning 12 and you were a preteen. And of course, when you were turning is 16, if you're a girl, you have a sweet 16 party. And same as how when you, when you turn 18, you're of the legal age of majority. And that was exciting, right? And you were entering a new era in your life. All of those periods were periods of you entering a new era. And if you're born into Jewish culture, then turning 13, you get your bar mitzvah or your bat mitzvah, depending on your gender. And that was you entering a new age. And you were excited, right? Remember that? You were excited about your bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah or sweet 16 or turning 18 or turning 21, the legal drinking age or turning 25, the age where you could buy an insurance policy without breaking the bank if you're a guy. <laughs> right? You were excited about that. Well, what happened? Those moments were full of magic of you entering an exciting new age. You were full of enchantment and and um, wanderlust and all these things. So what happened? What happened that would erase and stamp all those intriguing, enchanting curiosities out of your spirit and turn you into a bitter old man who resents your own birthday? Who does that? What happened? Change your mindset. You're not getting older, you're entering a new age. I was once of the view, I was also, I guess I was brainwashed at one point because I was also of the view that, and in fact I still feel that way to some extent, birthday candles are paganistic. When you're blowing the flame of the candle, it's almost like you're snuffing out your life force on earth and that the flame on the candle represents your life force and when you blow the flame out you're blowing out your life force by getting older and you're blowing out each passing year that's behind you and it's leading you closer to death and it's true it's partially true you are blowing out the years behind you from off your cake yes but you're not blowing out the years ahead of you so think on the bright side you are blowing out the years behind you. The candle symbolizes the life force you had for each year behind you. So you are blowing out the years behind you because they are no longer current. They are behind you in your rearview mirror. So you're blowing those out. And you're entering into a new age. And we don't know what that's going to look like yet. So we don't have any representation of that in the form of a candlelight or otherwise. And even if we had candlelight for the year ahead, to blow that out is bad luck because it symbolizes that you're snuffing out your future. Don't do that. And that's not what we're doing here. We're blowing out the candles behind you, not the ones ahead of you. So, as long as you're not blowing out the candles that represent your years ahead of you, you're fine. 
So, people who hate birthdays, I, birthdays are beautiful by the way, I love birthdays. Very beautiful celebratory event. There's not many holidays I celebrate, but I love celebrating birthdays, other people's birthdays, my loved one's birthdays, and my own birthday in March. And there are just some people who are so bitter and resentful that they just hate birthdays, and they find every excuse to tell you that what you're doing is wrong, and it's paganistic, and you're snuffing out your life. No, you're snuffing out the years behind you, and those probably weren't so good years after all. The best is yet to come. Yes, the candles represent the years behind you, not the years ahead of you. And when you blow out your birthday candles, you're blowing out the past and it probably wasn't the best time of your life. So you're blowing out all those bad memories along with those years that the candles represent. And looking forward to the future, believing that the best is yet to come as you are excited about entering a new age. So don't let bitter, resentful people cause you to resent and despise the day you were born. It's a magical day. The anniversary of the day you were born is a magical day. And don't let bitter, resentful people cause you to hate your own anniversary of the day you were born, same as they hate theirs as well. You are excited, or you should be, I know I am, excited about entering a new age. And now that I receive that information in my head, I'm looking forward to my next birthday coming up in a couple more months from now and turning 35 and I'm looking forward to it and look I'm excited about becoming entering into a new age at the beginning of this program we talk about the changing of the guard so another changing of the guard is happening now and I am looking forward to it and the best is indeed yet to come I understand that many people have feelings of anxiety as it relates to the future because the future may seem uncertain and they don't know if it's going to be a rude interruption to their comfortable present. So they fear the future and they don't know what's coming up and they hate the anxiety that they feel from the future. Which is why you should be living in the present, I'm not saying you can't plan ahead. But for the most part, you should be living in the present, not in your head. And you wouldn't be full of so much anxiety or depression. Anxiety from the future and depression from the past. You wouldn't be free with either of them. You'd just be um, enjoying the here and now. And when your birthday does come around and the reset does come around, you will allow it to take its natural course and bask in the goodness of it and allow it to renew you as a person and change your mindset and even your very dieting and what you eat as you enter a new age of your existence here on this plane and many people still have the birthday blues but if you think if you if you change your mindset and you rethink birthdays then instead of having a birthday blues in days for you will still be excited because an entire season of reset it's an it's an entire reset season so you should still be happy regardless and you wouldn't Birthday blues are caused by your ego being disappointed that your birthday has ended. But if you rethink your birthday, then the celebration continues in the entire season. Not, not just the day itself, but the entire season of resetting and, and um, re-energizing and reinvigorating. The entire season will be a time of, um, of you basking in the enjoyment of entering a new age and a new mindset. 
and finding new purpose to make your life relevant here on this earth. And all those things combined are the keys to a healthy longevity. But the absolute base of the lesson learned on this show is that you should age gracefully and remain strong in your old age and remain relevant in your old age as opposed to manifesting premature aging and illness in your life when that wasn't meant to be the case. Don't buy into the myth of premature aging. You're supposed to age gracefully and still remain relevant. And with that said, that brings us to the end of today's show. And um, it's a very good first show. Didn't get any call today. Hopefully we have better luck next week. And hopefully my show will gain popularity with each ongoing episode. And I'll gain more callers as I gain traction here on these internet streets. Next week's topic. The truth behind the vegan agenda. I hope you'll join me then. I am Mr. Franklin. And this has been Frank and Upfront. Music